All right. This is now the sixth time I've tried to start the podcast. And it's not like I, you know, I'm a perfectionist by any means. I mean, anybody who's been um, following this podcast knows that I'm not a perfectionist, clearly. Um, hello. I'm here. My cat is here today on my lap. Um, mainly because this is the best way to keep her quiet. But she might be co-hosting. We'll see. We'll see what's up. We'll see what she's doing. She's in this. She's in the mode. Sometimes she's, you know, she's fine with uh, mingling with everybody in the household. Usually, when it's it's time to be fed, it's like, hey, I don't care who feeds me. Somebody fucking feed me. Um, but other than that, she gets in a mode of um, it's me and the cat and then everybody else, my wife included, are the others. This is what my wife told me. She's like, you know, she's, you know, have you ever noticed anytime I try to talk to you while you're petting the cat, she'll start meowing at, at me as if to say, hey, we're doing something. We're kind of bit. Can you come back in a minute? Uh, and it's true. It's uh, it's the way it's the way she is. Um, but that's uh, fine. She's keeping my lap warm. I guess that's okay. Hi, everybody. It's still sober with John Raven. This is episode uh, one ninety eight. Well, well, nice. Uh, it's posting on uh, four twenty. <laughs> uh, so. Maybe I should, for the sake of theme, just talk about uh, my hatred of weed. I guess I could do that. That is not what I had planned. I don't think I actually will do that because I don't really, I don't hate weed. I just, uh, I've always found it annoying. It's just always been um, a pain in the ass. It's my theory that you know, every other drug, right? Anybody who's ever taken a drug test for probation or for a job or for whatever else, everyone knows that uh, pretty much most drugs are out of your system 72 hours, maybe four days tops, you know, five days to be safe, but usually no problem but weed of course stays in your system for way longer than it you know it's it's the it it's nowhere near as harmful as any of the other drugs but it stays in your system way longer than any other drug and um, and it, and people you know they're like that's not fair and I think it's very fair because I think the price that you're paying is because it's not harmful for you and you're uppity about it and you're annoying and i think the i think it's it's a karma for how annoying that you know that you can be that it stays in your system longer i think if everybody was a chill um respectful uh pot smoker that kept it to themselves and just lived 
I think that I think that it would uh, I don't know I think that it would probably stay in your system three days but because you guys are so goddamn annoying about it to the point that you actually think that because you're not doing any other drugs and you're just smoking weed that you can actually try to jump on the sober bandwagon and call it California sober this is why it's going to stay in your system it's it's uh, karma. It's the way of the world. The universe is fucking you over for being a dick. This is uh, probably not true, but this is what I believe. <clears throat> the California sober thing. That's why. This is why it is. I'm just telling you. Maybe if you guys would be cooler about it and didn't uh, get all into how great this thing is you know oh, you know it's natural it grows naturally on the planet <laughs> okay it grows naturally in my closet um anyway 420 this is not what i i wanted to talk about but uh you know what this reminds me of i'm i'm got a little tickle in my throat because i just vaped a lot before i started recording um the American Lung Association has uh, uh, is starting to do some some ads. It's been popping up uh, while I'm watching the NBA playoffs, and it's uh, and it has like parents, you know, because they're concerned. They're concerned about kids vaping, and so they have this thing where it's it's got a parent saying things like, "My kid would never vape, would they? No, not." not my son or whatever while they're talking and then it's this animated vape cloud over their head you know and the whole tagline is uh, get your head out of the clouds well one of the things they say is is the guys like saying vaping is not as harmful as cigarettes right and it's like get your head out of the clouds no that is right what he said is correct it's Way less harmful than cigarette smoke. Fucking American Lung Association are going, man, people are really cutting down on cigarettes. Oh, fuck, we're not getting as much money as we used to get. We need to stay relevant so that everybody can still get a paycheck, but also so we can help people, but also the paycheck. So, ads. I don't know. I, I'm i starting to shift on it. I've always hated, you know, anti vaping stuff because it's just like really you guys you know just the whole you know truth.com and i've always been against uh, it's just just irritating however now i feel like the more that you these organizations are against vaping the better i feel about doing it you know it's like oh more people hate it oh it's getting some blowback yay i'm gonna keep doing it because it sure beats cigarettes. It's like, I, I, you know, well, John, do you know? We don't know how harmful it is. That may be true, but I know how less shitty I feel by vaping instead of smoking cigarettes. I know how much better I can breathe and how just in general I feel better when I switched. So, 
yeah, there's probably some side. Yeah, there's probably some negative uh, shit that's going to come down the line. They're like, well, it turns out that vaping does this to you. I'm sure. I'm sure at some point it'll happen. But whatever, man. It's still better than smoking a pack a day or a pack and a half a day for 20 fucking years. So, so I got that going for me. Mm. You know what? It reminds me of um, just the idea that uh, because smoking is not such a big issue now, it's like, oh my God, vaping. Vaping is a new bad guy so that we can stay relevant. But it's also uh, like it's it's what parents are uh, concerned about. Parents now are concerned about their kids now because so many of them vape. And I get it. So you're going to go with what the big problem is. But perspective and and context, it's you can look at it as, oh, my God. I hope my kids aren't vaping. But it's still, man, that's still better than them smoking cigarettes or, you know, taking pills that may have fentanyl in them. I don't know. It's it's one of those, just the perspective thing. It reminds me of this thing that I haven't, uh, that it, it just dawned, dawned on me. I, I started laughing because I, I forgot about it. But uh, I went and saw... Um, the Super Bowl at a Super Bowl party with other comedians uh, four or five years ago, and it was uh, it was the the Super Bowl 2018 2017 to 2018 Super Bowl. So it was uh, the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Patriots, and that's when the uh, <clears throat> with the Philly special. Nick Foles and the uh, Eagles uh, won the Super Bowl. You you know. Or you don't. And then that all that context meant nothing. Regardless, I saw it with a bunch of comedians that I knew, a couple that I were friends with. And everybody else, I, I you know, no, nah, we're friends. Nah, I don't know about that. We're fine. I was fine with everybody. And I just needed to see the Super Bowl with with some people. And... Uh, in, and it, it was kind of a mistake because I'm the only I was the only one there that actually followed football. <laughs> so it was uh, it was kind of a but there was a person there. You know how like uh, uh, it, it, it's weird that uh, how do I say this? Uh trying to put it in perspective and, and trying to make it to where it's not uh, just shitting on somebody. Sure, why not? There are people who do, who, in the arts, and I use the term arts loosely, entertainment, who are able to pursue their dream because their parents are fucking rich. And the cliche is that they're kind of shitty people. And that's not always true. That's not necessarily true they're they're they tend to be good you know they try to hide the fact that their parents are rich um but we do find it weird because they don't have any day job and they're always kind of around and it's like oh how do you how are you always here um you're always free during the day it's weird it's uh, i don't know 
Um, this particular individual whose parents were rich, she, um, in retrospect, kind of shitty. We were friendly towards each other, but, uh, you know, and the thing is that, you know, to be fair, I probably wasn't all that. She probably thought I was shitty as well. But in retrospect, kind of a shitty person. This shitty person um, was lamenting about something. I don't know. She's bitching a lot about, uh, you know, and going through, and it's all personal stuff. It's all, you know, whatever was going on with her, you know, I don't know if she's depressed or whatever else, but blaming, you know, society was, was crumbling at the beginning of 2018. I'm, you know, I guess Trump being in office and all these other things. Um, and I just kind of, something that she said, I, I kind of pushed back at, you know, I, I was quiet a lot trying to watch the game. And then she had said something and I just uh, kind of, and I had said, look, you know, things are better I'm like are you kidding technology you know all this stuff is great we've got all this great stuff you know it's a lot better than th things are a lot better now than they were that kind of thing and she and she goes you know South Africa is running out of water this was happening and then I still remember it very clearly South Africa is running out of water and I went, you know what they're also running out of? Apartheid. Things have been worse. It's about context. <laughs> and then she moved to New York and, um, you know, to pursue whatever the fuck, uh, to, pursue be, to pursue being on Twitter, I guess, in, in Brooklyn. I don't know. It's fine. What's funny is, is that the, half the reason I just shared that is because there's about three or four people that listen to this that know exactly who I'm fucking talking to and I'm going to get a message I'm talking about and I'm going to get a message later and go, hey, is that what you're talking about? Uh -huh. Yep, that's her. All right. It's fine. But my point is, it's context. It's like if you, you need, you know, I, it's because I'm older. I know that, that I've actually paid attention I'm not complaining about things because I, you know, I'm trying to be a, a good progressive um, tweeter on the internet. No, you know, I pretend to care about social issues because it, you know, because it's it, it gives me something to uh, uh, project my self-loathing onto and blame other people. Um, Totally uh, different topic. I went to church with my mom. Whoa, there's a there's a 180. Uh, yeah, so Easter and having a car that works was is boy. There's there is something about having a car that uh, that you can trust. Like when you're excel, like when you're on the highway and you're accelerating, you're not uh, going. <clears throat> almost over 70 oh shit i hope this is okay uh it's nice to have a car that you'd be like ah no this is uh doing what it's supposed to do and also the ac works and turning the ac on won't destroy and kill this car forever you know 
I'm not crossing my fingers as I accelerate while also having the air on. It's uh, it was nice. So it's nice to have a car that I could actually make it all of 50 miles away to visit my mom. And uh, my wife was like, "Hey, you know, um, what do you think about maybe going to church for Easter with your mother? Would your mom like that?" And my mom, being very religious, would absolutely like that. Yeah, but she was like, "Well, I thought I would go to church with your mom. I didn't figure you wanted to come." And I was like, "Look, if you go." to a Southern Baptist church with my mother on Easter and I don't fucking go, do you know how much shit I would be in? I would be on her prayer list for the remainder of either her or my life, whichever one's longer. So yeah, I'm going to go. I'm probably on the prayer list already, but I'm totally going to go. So I went and, uh, and it was nice, man. It was uh, it was very it was an interesting because um, it's a church I've been to before, but it's been years. So it was very much a you know back in my hometown. So it was a very <clears throat> it was very nostalgic, and it was very like uh, you're getting lots of waves of of nostalgia and flashes, and um, and I got this flash of we were singing a one of the hymns that they sang um, was a hymn called Jesus Paid It All. All right. And in the second verse, I'm going to read it. I'm going to sing it. I'm not going to sing it. I am going to read it to you. Um, and it was uh, the lyrics are, Lord, now indeed I find thy power and thine alone can change the leper's spots and melt the heart of stone. And I remember, and I flash back to being a kid. And I flash back to being a kid and reading that and wondering how, that why God wanted to change uh, a leopard, a leopard's spots. And also being confused as to why it was misspelled in the in the hymn book, because I didn't know what the hell a leper was. <laughs> it's weird, man. That it's a weird. I don't, you know, I can't even remember my thirties, right? A lot of it. So it's it's weird to go back to, I don't know, seven, eight, six, seven, eight. I don't know when it was, but uh, I totally remember reading that. Going, I don't understand. what leopards and cheetahs have to do with anything. I don't, uh, I don't get it, but, uh, you know, it's not for me to say. That's what I always thought, but, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know where all the time went. Um, I did want to say that, uh, I had this uh, experience today of, um, they messed up my, we're using app to do a clock in, um, for my work. And something happened where it didn't, my clock in, you know, I ended up having to clock in uh, about 45 minutes later than I normally clock in, than, than I actually did. 
So it's 45 minutes of, hey, man, that's 45 minutes of my fucking money. It was going to get fixed. All right. Like I got a message, um, you know, because the uh, the app wasn't working and then it, you know, was going to start working that uh, my boss was like, yeah, I'll uh, I'll get that fixed for you. I'll get your I'll get your login fixed fixed for you when when the app, you know, starts working again. They were working on it or something. I don't know. Not important. But what was important was that I felt this uh, lack of closure about it. And it was bugging me, even though I knew that he was going to get it fixed, even though I knew he was going to get it taken care of. I still felt that it was that like I still was like checking it, checking the app. And then like until the app started working again and I knew that it was going to be taken care of, it was bugging me. And and it and it was just and I could feel it. And even though it was like irrational, like you don't need to keep checking but I was just like, ah, like this unfinished business to be kind of taken care of. Um, and then, yeah, sure enough, the the app, you know, start, started work, uh, was back up and everything was fine. Um, but it's that, that time frame, you know, we're talking like 20 minutes of just being unsettled because that, oh, that needs to get taken care of. And I hate waiting for it. And it's that mindset. It made me think of that, uh, that a lot of the issues in recovery, a lot of the time with sobriety, when, when they ask you to, uh, when they tell you in recovery to, to, uh, you know, to keep yourself busy and, you know, fill the time, uh, since you, with, if you're not drinking or using anymore, fill the time with uh, different other activities because uh, you want to avoid boredom. And a lot of it's it's not about boredom and it's not about being active so much as it is. Well, is being active keeps you from being in a mindset Like it's it's easier to avoid being uncomfortable and dealing with wanting to use again or whatever um, by being active, right? But the problem is not so much the uh, oh I really got to have that drug. I know a lot of people think if if you don't know anything about about you know addiction, you think it's about you know, walking around all day going, God damn, do I want some heroin? It's not necessarily that. It's about being in that mind frame for however long. You know, may, maybe it is 20 minutes. Maybe it's 10 minutes. Maybe it's a, a couple of minutes. It's about being in that uncomfortable mind frame where you're out of that zone and you just want you want that feeling to go away and you're just like, ah. and even, you know, and, and so a lot of times relapse is just about wanting. It's not about man. Do I want that booze or man? Do I want that drug? It's about wanting to be whole again, wanting to not be unsettled. Like wanting to be comfortable again, wanting to get out of that 
frame of mind that's irrational, even though you know it, but it's just bugging you. So when you're looking for something, you know, for people who are looking for something more than AA, maybe they're looking for, that's the thing about therapy is learning the different uh, different methods and different uh, processes of, of dealing with getting over that. How do you get through when you go through those blocks of irrational thought, even, you know, even when you're aware of it and you're saying, you know, like, man, that's it's it's dumb to be feeling this way. But being aware that it's dumb to be feeling this way or that it's irrational doesn't necessarily make immediately go away. Um so that's why I like cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy um, and REBT. Um, those kind of uh, processes can help when you have those moments because it's it's because it always passes, but it you know it you never know how long it's going to last. But I bring that up because it's just a lot of the times people think it's about. You know, just walking around wanting that drink or wanting that drug, and it's not. It's about getting back to a comfort, and you're just so uncomfortable and so like so much anxiety or so much uh, the feeling that you're having. You just want that to go away, and that's what uh, and that's what booze and drugs does for you, at least temporarily. And that's a, that's the, and that's the, the fucking bullshit of it all with the, with the relapses when you know when you it's just overbearing and you can't get normal again. You know you're 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 going through that feeling, um, and then let's say you relapse, you get that temporary like oh, and then it's immediately unsatisfying, and then immediately the the guilt hits you because you. Um, you know, you ruined whatever, you know, process you, you know, the progress that you've made. And it's like, now I'm starting over. And the guilt of starting over is just, uh, it's crushing, man. It sucks. So, so I feel for everybody if you're a sober person. Yeah, that's right. If you're a sober person, I hope you're staying sober. And if you're not a sober person, hope you're staying sane. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's always nice to, um, that's, the, that's the benefits of, of, treatment and therapy is learning ways to um, get through the hard time because it's always temporary the problem is it's never you never know how long it's going to last and it just reminded me that 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 thought today about my fucking time card it was very similar to being unsettled um, early on uh, in my sobriety so it just kind of I don't know it's kind of an epiphany today it's like oh right that's what it is it's about that it's not about uh, it's not so much about uh, the oh man do I want some liquor so anyway that's that's what I had today appreciate you guys uh, hanging out with me for, for this half hour and uh, where did my cat go oh, no she's grooming herself behind me and she's doing it very loudly Jesus. All right. Uh, stillsoberpod at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments that are positive to neutral. And um, we'll see you next week. 
later. Telephone.